Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got the whole crew. We've got Lauren. We've got Sharpie. <laughs> we've got Steve. Welcome. Hello. Howdy, Hiya. Lisa. Howdy, hiya. How's everyone doing? Doing well. How are you? Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. Good. Are we all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed? No, definitely not. <gasps> sure. Are we Why supposed not? to be? That was a prerequisite, yeah. Uh, I missed that. Sorry. You sound better, Lauren, from the last show. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you yeah sound I was better. sick as a dog. Nobody wanted me to talk about Alaska then. Mm. It, it would be quite the downer. It would have been very bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we are going to talk about Alaska. And Lauren, you got to go with your family and, and do a monumental trip. So I'm going to pass it over to you. Here we go. Yep. So hi, everybody. Um, I just got off a couple weeks ago of um, a princess land sea tour to Alaska. And I'm going to just kind of go through it day by day. And what we did, we did seven night cruise. Um, we did the cruise first and then we did a four night land tour that took us um, to Denali, Mount McKinley Lodge and then to Anchorage. Um and we did a one night stay prior in Vancouver. So uh, we were gone for a total of, what was that? 11, 12 nights. Um, and our last night was an overnight flight home. So we were actually in Anchorage almost the whole day. So that was kind of nice. Um, so I'm gonna take you step-by-step step with what we did. Um, if you guys have questions, let me know. But we did the Royal Princess, which is about a five-year-old ship. Um, she is one of the bigger ships for Princess right now in um, in Alaska, because most of Princess likes to cruise with the smaller ships. We did pass the Norwegian Joy, which looked like it could swallow the Royal Princess whole. Um, but Royal Princess is one of the bigger Princess ships right now that's out there. In fact, they actually did their first voyage in May to Alaska and they were worried about turning in Glacier Bay because it's the biggest one they've ever had out there. Um, so we did that one. Our tour took us uh, northbound. So we did the nor northbound to Whittier from Vancouver to Whittier. And we arrived in Vancouver uh, the night before our cruise. We stayed at the Marriott by the airport there, which was absolutely beautiful. Um, comfortable beds, fantastic rooms, like very large rooms. Um, and so we stayed there for the night, very easy transition. We scheduled a shuttle to pick us up the next day, took us right to the port. We got to the port early. Um, you can't board there until 11. If you're going from Vancouver on princess, uh, the, the time you could actually start to check in was 11 AM. So we did that at 11 and we were on the ship by 12 o'clock. Everything was very smooth and easy. No issues. Um, boarded, had some fun, did some things on board, had a nice lunch, and then we set sail around four o'clock. Um, the next day we had a sea day, so we just kind of relaxed. We kind of got to know the ship. Uh, we did some of the trivia things and we Yay, may have drank a little bit. <laughs> um, so just kind of had a nice relaxing day. We watched a movie with hot chocolate out on the deck because they had movies under the stars, but um, they had movies going all day long. So we we did, we watched uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and uh, just relaxed. And then the next day we started the craziness and we were pretty busy from then until the day we got home. So um, the, our first stop was in Ketchikan and we 
we had a short stay in Ketchikan. We were only there until 2.45 in the afternoon, which Ketchikan is normally a short, short, shorter port time. So that made sense. Um, but we did, we did all of our tours outside of Princess. So we did uh, Shore Trips, which was a fantastic company to work for, work with for from start to finish. Um, I booked all of our tours for them and I liked everything we did. I thought it was fantastic, great quality, um, great tours on time, no issues. Everything ran smoothly. Uh, so we did the Lighthouse, Totem and Eagles tour. We didn't do anything too crazy there. That was kind of our lighter day because it was a shorter port time and we did want to walk around um, the the shopping area there, which is beautiful. So um, <clears throat> we did that tour and it was a boat tour. So they took us and we saw tons, I mean, tons and tons and tons of eagles, like a ridiculous amount of eagles. So they took you on a short tour through the area and just kind of drove you through the town and told you a little bit of history. Um, I find it interesting that most people you talk to are there for like five months just for the the tour season, basically. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Every tour driver we had, basically, that was the situation. So where are um, they otherwise? Everywhere. They're retired. They live oh. in Texas. They live in Seattle. They live in Canada. They live all over the, the country and they come in for five months. They work the tours and then they go back home. Huh. Hmm. Okay. That's fascinating. I thought it was so interesting because I was like, huh. I'm like, you know, that's something like you could re like, I mean, Rich and I could retire and he could, he could do that. <laughs> You've and got I, him I all work set from up. anywhere. <laughs> you know, I'm like, he's like, wait, I'm working when I retire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, did I, did I not mention that? It's that only five months. Contract. I'm only like, five oops, months. you didn't realize that? Sorry. Um, so. Well, you could do that at Dollywood too. So if you don't want to go as far and be as cold. That's valid point. Dollywood is the same way. They hire everybody and then they all collect unemployment and then they hire them all back again. Yep. Yeah. And that's probably what happens. So. It was interesting. Um, so we did that tour. We did. We saw tons of eagles. We saw. Um, <clears throat> we didn't see any well on that one. We did see some some of the um, sea lions. But nothing crazy. It was mostly eagles and it was tons of eagles. Like, I mean, flew right over us. Some of the best pictures we got of eagles were there. Hmm. Um, then they took us past the totem pole park area. And then they took us way out to see um, one of the lighthouses. So it was really nice. It was a nice day. Um, they put snacks out. It was run very well. Um, the staff was very enthusiastic really liked talking about the wildlife and the history and it was fascinating. Uh, so we really enjoyed that one. And then, um, after that we got off and, and that was, I think three hours roughly. So after that we went up and we had lunch at the Cape Fox lodge, which is kind of a cool place all by itself because it's way up at the top of a mountain and they have like a little tram that you can take up and down to go there to eat there. Um, but we ate there. And then after that, we went down, we actually hiked down the side of the mountain. Like they have a little trail you can hike down and we walked around Creek street, which is their little shopping area, which is adorable. It's like, it looks like a little fishing village, but it's shopping. Um, so we did that. 
And then we went back on the ship and headed out for the night and had dinner. And I thought the food was great on Princess. Uh, the entertainment, the staff was great. But the entertainment lacked compared to, say, Royal or Norwegian, in my opinion, or even Disney. Um, I felt like that was an area they could have done a much better job in. But I thought the food was good. The service was phenomenal. The service in the restaurants was great. The service at the bars were great. Um, our room starts were fantastic. Like everybody you talked to was amazing. Um, and even the entertainment guys were great. It was just like the big I think shows, it's a different crowd. Or the, uh, <laughs> or the, it's an older crowd. Okay. So are the show, are the big nighttime shows good or just kind of the other? We never, through. ever, ever saw one. Okay. So the entertainment is more like trivia and... That stuff. And they have a piazza. They have a three-floor piazza uh-huh. um, in the center of the ship, which basically houses most of the things going on. There's other little bars and nooks and crannies and stuff in different areas. Mm-hmm. But most of what goes on is in that piazza. Um, it's three floors. It's all open. Mm-hmm. And they have a piano bar upstairs. They've got a bakery with a coffee shop. They've got um, three other bars scattered throughout that piazza area. And entertainment kind of flips from the bottom floor to the middle floor to the top floor, from the bottom floor to the middle floor to the top floor. And you can kind of hear it wherever you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. It was great. Like, they were good. Just that was all there was. Hmm. Is it a small you know. ship, like the smaller Disney ships, or what size ship? Yeah, it's a it's a smaller ship. It was probably about three thousand passengers. Okay, which is still a nice size ship, yeah. but okay, you know, when you're parked next to the Joy, that's got probably sixty five hundred passengers, it looks like a baby, you know. Yeah. Um, but I actually, you know, Rich and I both agreed. We both really, really like the small ship feel. Yeah, I, I you know? yeah, I like the small ship feel. I, I don't so feel I'm like I'm being herded around and. Right. You can get on and off. Into Alaska, you you would definitely want I agree. a smaller ship. At least in my opinion, you would you want agree. a smaller ship. And and Alaska's a different vibe. You know, you go on the Caribbean cruise and it's all about the partying and the craziness and the this and the that. Alaska's more about let's just relax and have a cocktail and listen to the piano player, you know? Um, they did have entertainment like every night they had a dance party that went on for like two hours. And that was fun. And every night was a different theme. So they did 60s night one night, 70 night one night, 80s night one night. They did like a mix one night. Um, my kids did line dancing classes every day. Mm. And then they would go out and with the entertainers and help teach all the people. Yeah. <laughs> I believe did they, they may have gotten a job and yeah, may maybe. not be going to college. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one way to earn a living. Right. But my kids were in an awkward age because so I had three 17 year olds with me. And I had one 18 year old with me. So we couldn't go in the teen club. And we couldn't go in the 18 to party club. And they wouldn't even let them to go in with family. Because we were like, oh, we'll go in and hang out and we can all go in together. And they were like, nope, they can't come in. I would like to know more about this. Literally nothing for them to do. Because they were mixed. So they hung out in the piazza and they moved from, you know, the dance party to the piano player. And they just kind of hung out and joked around with the entertainers because that was all they could do, you know. Hmm. So they made friends with all the entertainers. (laughs) They're all their age anyway. Um, They're all like 20, but it was funny. So, but I think if you're bringing kids 
princess may be a struggle. But and, and I also think if you're doing Alaska, Princess is an amazing company to use because the cruise was seamless. When you say kids might be a struggle. Kids might struggle. Like my kids are, are kids that can kind of adapt. If your kids aren't kids that can adapt, like if you have kids that are all in the kids club or all 18, you're fine. But if you have that mix and they don't know how to adapt, okay. they're going to struggle. Like my kids were like, all right, well, let's make our fun. You know, let's take line dancing classes. Let's like, and they were down there with all the 50 and 60 year old women taking line dancing classes and could care less. They had a great time. That's like they just funny. made their own fun, you know? Um, you know, they did all the trivia games. They did karaoke. Like they did all this stuff that they could do that yeah. was, that would allow the mix of age to do. So that was the only thing I would say, like, if you have young kids, you're probably going to do better on like one of the big Norwegian ships. Nice. But nice layout. Is the, is the ship look nice? And yeah, the, the ship's gorgeous. And okay. they just put the medallion in, in May. Mm -hmm. So they oh, have yeah. the medallion, which is similar to Disney's concept. Like you mm -hmm. walk up to your room door and your room door just unlocks. Like you don't have to hold your key. You don't have to put a key in a slot. It just says, welcome home, Lauren. And it opens the door. <laughs> That's pretty nice. It's crazy. And the medallion knows where you are at all times, which is how my kids couldn't get into the adult club. <laughs> they tried. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> they walked in and they said within a second, somebody came up to them and said, you need to leave. <laughs> They said there was nobody at the front door checking anything. They just came within a second. They were right at them and they were like, you guys have to leave. So they're like, that thing tracks us everywhere we go. <laughs> <laughs> and can you not take it off? You can, but then you can't get into your room and you can't get things. Like, so if you want a drink or you want something, you have to use your medallion to get it. Gotcha. So like if they wanted, you know, a bottle of water or something they would have to use the medallion to get it. I when I so. took I took the training and it was a long time ago but I remember like you can use your iPhone or an iPad at the pool and play the gambling games in like the in the casino and win actual money using your iPhone or iPad and the medallion and downloading this little app. Yeah, so we had that and that to me is the one thing where princess is not doing a great job because that yeah. medallion I think did so much more than what we used it for. Yeah. Um, because I kept seeing, Oh, you can use your medallion for this and you can, but you can't figure out how to do it. Yeah. Like so you I went do... up and asked a couple times for yeah. things, but it was like, you had to log into this to do this. You had to log into uh, this to do this. Like you complex. had to log it. Like it's not seamless yet. Yeah. It's new. That's cool. It's not seamless. I think in the end it's going to be amazing. And I think it's, it's on its way. Yeah. That's cool. um, because yeah. supposedly you can order a drink on the medallion on your app mm -hmm. and they will find you using the medallion and bring you your drink wherever you are. Oh, that's got to be good. Mm -hmm. Right. We tried it. They never found us. <laughs> oh, did they not? <laughs> they never found us. That's what I mean. Like, I think it's still very new. Like this is the first year they're using it and they're just putting it and integrating it into ships little by little. And I know the Royal just got it in May. That would so be, it was only on the Royal for six Lauren, weeks. that would be an awesome Facebook Live. You order the drink and then you just, you run. You just, <laughs> you, just <laughs> you just run until, and Chase you just, me. you just Facebook Live I mean, it. Oh, I thought it was.
was a game of hide and seek. I'm so sorry. You're like, I'm going to keep running. I'm running. Drink to me. That's right. And then oh all of a God. sudden they like start to like close in on you and you're like, oh no, you got to hide. Wait, and then they bring it and you're like, I need ice. <laughs> no, then you're like, no, it's got to be like one of those teen movies where you like tape it on a cat and you just set them free. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Oh my God. That would be, but yeah, yes. I think it's a really cool concept though. Like I think when they're, when they really get it fine too, like in the feedback I gave, I said, mm. I wish yeah. there was one at like one thing you log into the one thing and you can do everything from it. It would be much more efficient. Yeah. And I think more people would use it. Yeah. When I took the training, there were so many things and they all have like some catchy name and you're like, this is confusing. There's and a Wi-Fi thing. To log into. Uh, yeah. See that. Yeah. Once they, Get that worked out. It'll be better. And it looked like they had like jewelry pieces you could wear it in or a watch or a necklace or if you wanted to, I guess if you're a. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they have a watch. So, you know, kind of reminds me of like a swatch watch almost. It's like a rubber watch. Uh We just did the the lanyard. Yeah, that'd be cool. And the the watch is an upgrade of like $10 a person. I was like, the lanyard's fine. I don't need to. Yep. Um, people we were with had the watch and they liked it. They said it was comfortable. Hmm. So, well, but good. it's funny because when you walk up to the bar, mm-hmm. the bartender will say to you, hi, Lauren. No, oh, that's freaky. Because you pop up on their screen when mm. you walk up to the bar. That's, that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah, like, hi, Lauren. That's also customer you? service. That's the next well, level. See, Lauren says that it was the medallion, but it was the wine order. It was the Pinot. They knew she was coming. So here's, you want to hear crazy? I was allergic to the Pinot Grigio on that ship. What? What happened? So about three or four days in, no, it was like three days in. Every time I ordered a glass of Pinot Grigio, I would have a sneezing attack. Oh. (laughs) Huh. So I was like, I tested it. So two nights in a row, it happened. I got a glass of Pinot Grigio and I sneezed for like an hour after I drank it. Wow. And I'm like, I was literally in a state of depression. I was like, if I am suddenly allergic to Pinot Grigio, my life is going to be over. I was like, (laughs) so, but they only had one brand of Pinot Grigio and it was all over the ship. So I was like, I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? So the next night, after two nights of it, I ordered, um, they had this drink called the Milky Way. It was a, it was a martini. It was like a chocolate caramel martini. It was delicious. Oh. It tasted like candy. Um, so I ordered that. No sneezing attack that night. Well, there you go. The next night, I ordered a Pinot Grigio and I sneezed again. Mm. I was like. Scandal. Then I'm- I came home and I got a bottle of Cavett and I was fine. I'm like, all is right with my world. <laughs> That's so funny. It's like, could you imagine if I was allergic to Pinot Grigio? But it must, let's not even think about that. Slushies happening. That's all I can say. All right. But oh. there must have been something in hmm. whatever was in that wine that I was, I must've been allergic to something in the wine. But I've never heard of someone having a sneeze reaction to a consumed allergen. Oh, I don't know. I mean, if it was like, Something that was airborne, like cocoa powder on tiramisu, and suddenly you're allergic to that. You'd be like breathing it in and sneezing, but to drink it and then sneeze? I don't know. It's on the inside. That's weird. (laughs) I don't know. I'm no doctor. What about the 
the outer decks? Was it too cold to go in the pool and hang out or what was it like? So there were about 10, 15 kids that were in the pool every day. Um, we were watching the weather like the week before and two weeks before. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> whenever you looked at the weather, it said rain. It's a rainforest. You have to assume it's going to rain. Um, but it also was saying it was going to be cooler than what it was. Mm-hmm. And then right before we left, the anticipated weather was 65 to 70 most days we were there. Mm. And so then I kind of rearranged a little bit of what I was bringing. I brought like capri jeans, short sleeve tops, and a sweatshirt. And I was fine everywhere we went. Well, that's nice. Sometimes I just was short sleeve. Sometimes I had the sweatshirt on. I did have um, a puffer roll-up jacket that fit in my backpack that rolled into a small little ball. We all had those. I think that was probably my best purchase for this cruise. Um, All four of us used them all the time. The coldest day was Glacier Bay. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just because you're right there, right by the glacier. You know, I'm taking notes. Just chilling on the glacier. Chilling on the glacier. Yeah. So, but the weather was, I mean, we had Skagway. It rained and it didn't even rain. It misted and it was colder in the morning. And then by the afternoon, it was beautiful and sunny and like 68, 70. It was gorgeous. We had beautiful, beautiful weather. And we saw animals galore, galore. So many animals. Um. Like it was just, it just got better and better and better everywhere we went. You know what I mean? Like we, we didn't think we were going to top it and then, oh my God, that topped that. And then, oh my God, that topped that. It was just one of those trips where you just, you couldn't get enough of it. The the scenery and the wildlife was amazing. Seems like the trip of a lifetime. That's for sure. It definitely is. Yeah. The photos were you know, amazing. Um. So, okay. So then next we went to Juno. Mm-hmm. And oh wait 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 wait! I have to what? point out that Sharpie's text to you was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that was roll on the floor hilarious. All right, we'll tell everyone else who doesn't know whatever this is. Sharpie, I I was literally shaking my head. I'm like, <laughs> no. I can't. Okay, you have to tell us what it said because I don't want to mess it up. Go ahead, Sharpie. I I, I said, hey, Lauren. Juno, how far it is from Ketchikan to Skagway. Never mind. You're on vacation. Alaska later. (laughs) (laughs) What did I write back? I'm shaking my head. (laughs) (laughs) It was some variation of SMH with an emoji shaking its head. It was like, yeah. (laughs) And then he posted it on, on mouse chat. He screenshot it. (laughs) posted it on mouth chat and and when I saw that I was dying (laughs) when when I thought of it I was like I'm sorry sorry Lauren I have to do this (laughs) sometimes you just can't control yourself I get that it it really it's it's either it's either a curse or a gift I haven't decided which one wait can I make that decision right now (laughs) (laughs) I can make that call very easily Sharpie (laughs) oh come on only because I love you. Uh, I love you too, Lauren. Yeah, I love you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you guys. But I was get up when I saw that. Good times. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, that's okay. Um, 
So in Juno, we went whale watching and, and we did a lot in Juno. So we, we did whale watching. Um, and then we went to the whale project and then we had lunch at the red dog saloon. I'm going to go over what all these things are. And then we did the St. Robert's, um, tramway, which was really, really cool. Um, so we did all that there. So that was, we had a long day. We were in port there, I believe till like nine. Let me say, I think it was nine. 9.15. So that was a long port day. Um, and we did, we did well watching bright and early. I think we were like, I feel like it was like an eight o'clock pickup. It was early. And they picked us up right from the port and they took us to, it was about a half hour drive, kind of told us a little bit about Juno and did a little ride through town again. Um, and then they took us to a dock. We went out on the boat for the day. And these guys were, again, we did short trips, huge shout out to them. They were amazing. Um, and there was probably about, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 people on the boat. So it wasn't a huge boat. It wasn't a really, really small boat. The small boats seemed to get very, very close to the whales where we had to stay a little bit further back because we had the bigger engine. Um, but we saw so many whales do the whale watching tour. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you're not doing something like landing on a glacier or something like that, do the whale watching tour. Worth every penny. We saw, we didn't get to see anybody, anything breach, but we did see, um, like, I guess they're called pods. We saw like groups of whales, like we saw three in a row. They know the whales, like they, they can tell you their names and where they're from and they know the whales, they track them. So, um, and there was a, there was one or two out there that they said was newer that haven't been named yet, but it's, it's interesting. Cause they were like, oh, there goes Sally and Ethel and Bob, you know what I mean? Like they're named, it's crazy. Um, and they told us, you know, all about the whales and, and their habits and where they go in the spring and the summer and like where they are at different times of year. And when they come back to Alaska, um, we saw so many whales, absolutely beautiful. And then they took us a little further out and they took us way out to where all there was like, oh, there must've been a hundred sea lions just laying on a beach, hanging out, playing, goofing around. Mm. So, 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 so beautiful. It, it was just spectacular. Um, so it was fun. We had a really good time. We had great staff there too. And then when they were, we were on our way back, I had heard about the whale project and um, I, I, it was my goal to go to the whale project. And the whale project is a huge statue with a fountain and it's kind of off the beaten track. So it's not easy. It's about 30 minutes from town. Um, and we asked them if they would drop us off at the whale project on the way back from the tour. And they did. So if you do this and you go on a tour and you're passing it, ask them to drop you on the way back. We had, we spent about half hour there. We had so much fun. It's this whale. It's this massive whale, like statue with a fountain 
and the fountain goes off every 15 minutes. And when the fountain goes off, if you take a picture the right way, it looks like the whale is real and breaching right behind you. So I took a picture and I posted it on my Facebook page. And there were so many people that were like, oh my God, I can't believe that. That can't be real. Blah, blah, blah. And I just let it sit for a day. And then I posted all the pictures of us with the statue. And they were all like, man. <laughs> so if you go mess with your friends and go to the whale project, it's really cool. Um, but we took like, I think we did like a half hour photo shoot there. So we had tons of pictures and we'll post a picture of it on mouse chat. I'll send you one, Steve. And then we went over to the red dog saloon for lunch for like a late lunch. Um, So this place is very, very touristy, but it's adorable. They have live music playing. The guy looked like Willie Nelson that was playing music. Um, The tables are tiny sawdust all over the floor. The place looks like a ho-dunk like saloon from a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Um, but we had lunch, food was good. And we ordered the famous dog fart shots. <laughs> oh. Which well, so that's one way to do it. Um, you did say duck farts. There's a duck or, and a dog one. So it's called duck fart. Oh, and it's a shot. It's got Kahlua, Bailey's and crown Royale. Hmm. And they're delicious. And they're like known for their, the shot. So we did the tourist thing and got the duck fart shot. So that was fun. Good job. Um, after lunch, we walked over back over by the pier and over by the pier, they have St. Robert's tramway. St. Robert's tramway is this car that holds, I don't know, maybe 40. I'm, I'm really bad with that stuff. So it may be 50 people. Like it holds like about 40 people, I'd say. And you ride up the side of this mountain on a cable in this car. And when you get to the top, you've got spectacular views of Juneau. It's absolutely beautiful up there. And if you do it on a clear day, you've got really good views. So you want to kind of make sure, look around before you go up and make sure that it's not like um, low-lying clouds or any fog. There is a lot of fog there sometimes. So we went up there, walked around, spent about an hour up there. And then we came back down. I don't recommend doing it like later in the day before they close because it's very crowded to exit. Like try to do it more midday if you can, if you can time it right. But there's trails and hiking and stuff up there. My husband hiked all the way up to the top, the very top of it to the cross. I went looking for wine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we spent a full day there. We, we got back to the ship, um, probably around six 30, I guess. And then went in for, we got changed and went to dinner. So that was a, that was a great day, fun day, but it was full. Like we did a lot and I still didn't, I wanted to get over to the Mendenhall Glacier and we didn't make it over there, um, to the, to the park area, but everything in Juno is a little bit more spread out. So you can do a couple things, but you really have to pick what you're doing. So. Now, were all your tours princess tours or did you get off and Uber around some of these places? No, we did all of our tours through shore trips. We didn't do any princess tours on the cruise portion. On the land side, we did. Okay. But the cruise side, we only did um, shore trips. Okay. So. So then had dinner that night and then we did, we got to Skagway the next day and Skagway was another, 
day we were in port late. We were there from 6 a.m. till 8.30 um, in the morning. It's 8.30 at night, sorry. And uh, Skagway was our full day tour. We had a seven and a half hour tour set up that day. And it was Yukon Rail, mm. bus, and dog sled. That was the one we did. So I picked this one because this one said opportunities to go to Emerald Lake. And I had read a lot about Emerald Lake and Emerald Lake was supposed to be beautiful, but not many tours go to it because it is further up. Mm-hmm. It's past like the dog sled mushing camp. Um, and I really wanted to do Emerald Lake. It was a bucket list thing for me. It was something on my list of things I wanted to do. And when we, we were the first ones to get to the tour, And the guy actually that was our tour guide was from Long Island. Um, So we started talking to him and I asked him if he was taking us up to Emerald Lake. And he's like, well, we don't always go to Emerald Lake, but because you asked me and you're the first ones here, we're going to Emerald Lake. So he took us to Emerald Lake. (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah. So I was glad we got there early and kind of made nice with him because we we got to go to Emerald Lake. And everybody actually said it was one of their favorite things that they did on the tour because it was beautiful. This lake is spectacular. It's it's emerald green. Hmm. It's it's absolutely beautiful. That sounds beautiful. So I needed to see it. So (laughs) So you had to take a bus, a train and then mush by dog there. So, yeah, kind of. So. We did the bus tour up and the train back, and that was the White Pass Railway, um, which is the old, you know, trains. And so we bussed up, and the bus up was, we were on the bus, I think, nine. We're on the bus from nine to three, and we stopped for lunch, too. Um, And the bus was kind of like the... He was great because he was like, okay, everybody kind of let's talk real quick before we go. And these are the things we're definitely going to hit. Is there anything anybody else wants to see? I know we've got an Emerald Lake person, you know, and a couple of people shouted out a couple other things they wanted to see. And he hit those spots. Um, he took us to off the beaten track kind of places too. So we got to see some really cool stuff. We actually pulled up alongside a bear walking right next to us. Literally. That's pretty right awesome. Down- bus right there there was a bear just hanging down on the side of the road it was the craziest thing um but he would pull over if we saw wildlife he would like tell he was telling us about the gold rush and um the history and of skagway and just everything it was it was fantastic and he told us all about the white pass railway um so it was i it was a long tour but I never got bored. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I never felt like, Oh God, I got to get back on that bus. You know, it's like listening to mouse chat. Hey, exactly <laughs> like that. Not at all. Yeah. Oh, well, I was um, say, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll just, yeah. we'll just, we'll go with that. That's... So, but yeah, so we did that and then we got, we went up into the Yukon. Um, we went to, What's to call it? We went to um, the dogs, the dog musher camp, which was so stinking cute. The puppies were so cute. We wanted to take the puppies home. And they had, if you wanted to do the mushing thing, you can do the mushing thing. Um, and they, they, it was interesting. We watched it, like how they do it. 
and it's they're in a jeep like a like a four-wheeler type of thing but bigger and the jeep goes i wanted to say he said 25 or no 10 or 15 miles i think it's 10 miles an hour the jeep is driven at, at the guy drives it at 10 miles an hour and the dogs are pacing with it basically so they're not pulling it but they're pacing it does that make sense um and he said that that's how they train them to run at the the level they want to run at so whatever the miles per hour they want the dog to run at that's what they pace at so the dog's not actually pulling it he's driving it and he's pacing with the dogs and but he'll like make a command and the dog would go right or left it and stuff like that he said it was interesting um and then, but we pet the puppies. We played with the puppies. They had llamas. Um, they had ponies. They had like a little museum area. And then we ate lunch in a covered wagon, which was the coolest thing. Like we actually ate lunch in a covered wagon. <laughs> um, but they had like, they served a barbecued lunch with chicken and ribs and corn and stuff like that. It was good. Um, so then we did that and then they took us up to Emerald Lake and then they took us to this little town that we got ice cream and you could kind of walk over on the train tracks and it was just this quaint little town. It was pretty. Um, and then from there, we, they took us over to the, they drove us down to the train station where we did two hours on a train back and it was the white pass rail. So we got to see more wildlife and, and scenery that you would never see if you didn't do this tour. It was spectacular. The views were beautiful. And then we left there. We kind of walked through the downtown area. We got dropped off in the downtown area of Skagway. And they would have bussed us back to the port, but we chose to walk through the town. And so we just kind of walked through the town and walked back to the port. Um. So that was our last stop. After that, we had two at sea days. One was Glacier Bay. And we were in Glacier Bay from six o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, Glacier Bay was beautiful. It's been 20 years since I saw it. Um, it actually doesn't, it looks like it's a little smaller to me, honestly, which it makes me sad. Um, but I'm sure that's global warming. But Glacier Bay is, if you don't know what Glacier Bay is, it's this beautiful section of ice. So Glacier Bay was beautiful. Um, it was um, it was spectacular. Uh, although I have to say the next day we did the college. Say it for me because you know I can't say it. Of Disney knowledge? No. No. College. <laughs> Lisa program. What are you saying? College. I can't say the, Oh, fjords? the fjords. I always screw it up. I can't say it. Fjords. So we did the college fjords and, um, those were really, I, I was not expecting those to be as pretty as they were, but you only get an hour there and it's at night. Like when we, because we were going North, it was at night. If you're coming South, it's going to be earlier in the day. Um, but because we were going North, it's right by Whittier. So we did that. I think we were in there for like an hour and a half. And 
One thing I can say is in Alaska, if you can afford it, spring for a balcony. The views of Glacier Bay and College Fjords when we were outside sitting on our balcony were beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And you can go down to by the pool and get, they have um, fleece blankets. You can sign out. And you just <laughs> no beach towels, fleece, fleece blankets. Yeah. So if it's chilly when you're there, you can just sign out a blanket. They're serving hot cocoa. And it's nice. It's relaxing. So like we sat on the, we went up top for some of it, but we sat out on the balcony for a lot of it. Because they, t- they turn the ship. So you can just sit on your balcony and watch. And most of the time when you're cruising the inside passage, you're passing land. So there's such, be- like Rich was out there constantly watching just watching the land go by, taking pictures, looking for whales, like just enjoying the scenery. So if you can spring for the balcony, I highly recommend it on Alaska. Um, but yeah, so, so much to see land wise, whereas <laughs> the traditional sea cruise. You're at sea most of the time. Yeah. You're, you, yeah. And I mean, I love that view, of course, but right. when, when you're, when you're on an Alaskan cruise, yeah, that's, that's definitely, I would definitely definitely yeah. spring for the balcony yeah 100 percent. and and i'm not one normally i'm like yeah i'm fine an inside cabin i don't care you know but honestly it was the best money we spent um and we actually at the last minute we got offered princess um emailed us they emailed a lot of people i'm sure but they emailed us and said for 75 dollars a person you can upgrade from an inside cabin to a balcony and i upgraded the girls so, and it costs seventy five dollars a kid to upgrade them. That's nice. Yeah, you, yeah, you definitely can't. So, as far as crowd wise, how was the? It wasn't bad. Again, though, small ship. It was a small ship. It was very spread out. Like we were by a railing the whole time. I never saw anybody too deep at all. Like everybody had railing spots that wanted one. So, and they do have the sanctuary. If you ever cruise in the Royal, I don't recommend the sanctuary because there's blue glass. We went to check it out. The sanctuary is, you can book it. It's $60 per person and you get snacks and um, I think you get Bloody Marys and mimosas and hot chocolate blankets and you get your own lounge chair right up against the glass. Um, But it's all blue glass. So we walked through the whole sanctuary and I was like, hmm. We'll just go sit on the balcony. This isn't a very good view. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I want a view without blue glass. I want to be able to take pictures. Um, so we wound up not doing it. And it was definitely the right call. Because um, it was 60 bucks a person. So the blue glass was on Royal Caribbean, not on Princess? No, it was on the, the ship we were on was the Royal Princess. Oh, it, okay, gotcha. Sanctuary has blue glass. I gotcha. So it's not cool. all the ships have that. So look, if you're going and you're doing a Princess cruise and they have a sanctuary, just ask around and make sure that it's not one that has blue glass. That's, that's the key. Yeah. If it's open, you're good. But if it's blue glass, I wouldn't do it. So, um, so that was that day. And then, so that was our last day on the cruise and we got off the ship the next day. It was pouring in Whittier, but they said it pours in Whittier like 90% of the time. So that didn't surprise me. Um, and we were, transferring to a train from the cruise to the train 
and seamless. When I tell you seamless, this is where I became extremely, extremely impressed with princess. Um, so we got off, they give you a, a time to meet and you go to a certain lounge and they disembark you as a group. So our group all went down at the same time. We got into the area. We sat there for, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. They called our group and we walked outside. We scanned to get out. We walked outside. They had everything covered all the way to the train. We walked off the ship right onto the train. Seamless. Um, we got on the train. We had assigned seats on the train. You're able to send, like we took three bags. So we took two bags with us on the land portion and we sent one bag directly to Anchorage. I highly recommend doing that too. <laughs> Only take what you need for those couple days. Um, and that bag met us at the, was in the hotel room when we got to Anchorage. We didn't have to do anything. Um, so we got on the train, assigned seats. The train is the reason we picked Princess. So most of the cruise lines have the train now, but they aren't all the glass dome. So everybody that books a cruise on Princess sits in a seat with a glass dome on top. So it's two levels. The lower level is um, like a lounge area and it's um, dining, like a dining car. And then the upper level is where all the passengers sit. And the upper level is glass, completely circular glass around. The most spectacular views driving through. Um, we had such great staff on the rail. So enthusiastic, so much knowledge, so much information. Literally loved what they do. You could tell. Like, just so excited to be there. Um, and I think it makes all the difference in the world. It was a nine-hour train ride from Whittier to Denali. Ooh, one way. Bye. Mm. Um, they entertained, they talked, they pointed out things. Like, you would think they had never s saw, like, a moose. But every time they saw a moose, they were like, and and everybody did the same thing on every tour. 12, 3, 6, and 9. They'd be like, 1 o'clock, there's a, there's a moose at 1 o'clock. And everybody knew to look to the right up front. Um, but she was like pointing out animals left and right. And you can't stop on the train, so but you would see them because she would point them out. Um, and then they would come through for drinks, serve you drinks in the seats. Seats were extremely comfortable. Um, and then about halfway through the cruise... Row by row, they took everybody down to the dining car to eat lunch. And it was like you're in a restaurant. You ordered off a menu. Um, food was fantastic. And we sat down there for an hour, still watching things go by. You can still hear them talking and what they're saying. And there was a spot you could go out, and they had a big landing outside where you can go outside on the train and watch, you know, if you wanted to be outside. Um. So it was fantastic. Again, did not feel like nine hours on in a bus or a train or anything. Like it was very, very, very fast. Um, because there's so much to so much to see. There, much there's to not see. not a whole lot to do, but there's tons to tons to see, which makes it exciting. Makes the time pass really quickly. Right. 
And I mean, you have to think too, like we're on this, this train and we're like, we're never doing this again, most likely. Although Lisa did try to talk me into it a week later. Um, <laughs> come on, you can come with me. <laughs> She's like, do you want to go to Alaska with me? I'm like, I am literally flying home today from Alaska. I'm like, <laughs> um, so should I just stay here? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to be honest, though, if it was a year later, I probably could have been talked into it very easily. <laughs> um, but it was fantastic. And the reason I picked Princess was their train. When you saw other trains, because we did pass other trains along the way, when you see other trains going by, they all have the dome, but it's only their concierge level clients that get the dome. Mm, yeah, Everybody that, that... else has a window, a regular window. And that is the difference between Princess and Hol Princess Holland and everybody else. Because Princess and Holland are the same. They, they use the same trains. And when it comes to Alaska by train, there's no place like Dome. Exactly. Dear God in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in Nome. Mm. <laughs> um, so so we took the train. We got to Denali. <laughs> um, and at the end, they did champagne toast when we finished, which was, I thought, a great way to finish it. It was fun. Um, then we hopped on a bus, 15 minute ride to the hotel and we went to the Denali princess lodge. I loved the Denali princess lodge. Um, really cute, very hokey, you know, very like it, it was, it looked very lodge like it was very lodge like, and they had little yeah. shops and they had great restaurants, great food, great staff, loved the, the Denali lodge. Um, oh, and Real quick, I'm going to backtrack because on the train, when you do a Princess Land Sea tour, everybody gets um, a tour included. And it's called the Denali Park Natural History Tour. And it was about a two and a half hour, three hour tour. Everybody gets that included. Um, when you're on the rail, they're going to come through. They came through and they actually said to us, anybody want to upgrade to the Tundra, which is a seven and a half hour tour. And you just basically pay the difference between the cost of the two and you can upgrade. And we knew that was something we were going to want to do. So we all upgraded to the, um, the Tundra tour, literally the best $70 spent on that cruise. 100% the best money spent on that cruise. Mm. It's good. Um, go there next, but just they do offer it. If you're on Princess and you take the rail and you didn't upgrade yet, they will offer it. You can also upgrade ahead of time. We just we knew everybody can upgrade, so we just did it. We knew we were going to do it there, so we just waited to do it. Um, <clears throat> but it's something that if you want to do it, I highly recommend it. So anyway, so back to uh, the Denali Lodge. I'm trying to stay in order. Sorry. So very hokey, but really nice, clean. Um, rooms were great. Our party was together at every hotel. And I was a little worried about that because we were a larger group, not a larger group. We were a couple rooms. So I was worried we weren't going to all kind of, we were going to be scattered. Every hotel we went to, we were boom, 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 all in a row. They kept us all together consistently across the board through the whole trip. Um, which I liked even seating on the train, everything tour, everything was together. We were never separated, which was 
you know, you kind of worry when you're, you're moving. Okay. We're here for two nights. We're here for one night. We're here for one night. You worry about, will they consistently keep everything together? And they, they did a beautiful job on it. Um, every time we got our package, we were together. Cause you don't know all that. You, you have no way of knowing that ahead of time. So we get to the lodge. Um, we get off the bus and as we get off the bus, they hand us our package. Our package includes information about the lodge, a map with where your room is, your room key, you're all checked in. You don't have to go to the front desk. You don't have to deal with the front desk. You don't have to put a credit card on file. You do nothing. You go right to checked your, in. You get to your room, your luggage is in your room waiting for you. Everything is done for you. Seamless. It is the word I would use over and over and over again for princess. Seamless. So we go in, we freshen up, we get changed. And we had 745 dinner reservations for the Music of Denali show, um, which was down the road, like, I don't know, five minutes down the road. So they had, they had like a shuttle that would take you to other locations. So we took the shuttle to the dinner. Um, and it was barbecue style food. Um, they come around all you can eat, big salad. Um, they did ribs, they did fish. Um, what else? Mashed potatoes, cornbread. There was a couple other things. Um, so <clears throat> we got our seats for the show. Show was adorable. It was basically about the history of, um, Denali, about the, the first people to climb uh, Mount, uh, Mount McKinley Denali. So we saw that show, very good singing, funny, cute show. Uh, I would probably do it again. It wasn't like a, you have to see this show type of thing, but it was cute. Um, the lodge that was in was really cute too. So that was at another lodge. And they, when we got there, they actually had somebody outside singing. They had fire pits going really cool place. Um, and then we went back to the hotel after we just kind of relaxed and cause we were getting up in the morning for a seven and a half hour tundra tour. <laughs> and I think that's, we, that's uh, a lot. We're on the eight thirty tour. So we got up early, had breakfast um, made our way to the to the front of the hotel for the tour. They picked you up right at the hotel. Um, and this was all done with princess employees as well. So the Tundra tour was on a school bus, which terrified me slightly, seven and a half hours on a school bus, right? Um, they only, to go into Denali Park, they allow 50 buses a day to go past a certain point of the road. So you can drive like the first, I feel like it's 30 minutes. And then the rest of the time, only the tours can go in. So you can't go and say, I'm just going to go up and drive it. I'm not going to do a tour. You are literally going to see nothing in Denali. Nothing. So don't do that. Um, the Tundra tour takes you deeper in. Um, again, they allow only 50 buses a day to do it, only tour operators, and that's it. One company, nobody else, that's it. And so we, and it's scheduled stops. So we're stopping every 90 minutes and that's it. Like 
And they do stop along the road, don't get me wrong. So the tour can either be like seven and a half hours or up to, I think, eight and a half hours max. I think we hit close to the eight and a half hours. We stopped and saw, he was like, we'll probably see four to maybe six animals. The max I've ever seen is nine. The max stops I've ever done is nine. That's what our tour guy said. He's like, we don't normally see a ton. He's like, so don't get your hopes up. We had to stop between 15 and 20 times easily. At one point, there were three bear on the side of us on a mountain. There was a moose on our right. And there was a caribou behind us on the road. It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. That's, we, so like, what, what, what was your like field of view? Right there. Three bear, a moose and a caribou walking to a bar. Right. The bear says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the bear, so we didn't know the caribou was behind the bus at first because, and all of a sudden we're watching the bear and it was a mama bear. And like, it looked like two like teenage type bears. And, and they were a little further up from us, but they were like right there on the side of the hill by us. And we were there for, we were probably watching them for a good 10 minutes. And all of a sudden we're like, what are they looking at? And everybody looks to the other side of the bus and there's moose. And they're like, but they're not looking at the moose because they can't see the moose. We're blocking the moose. There was caribou right behind the bus. <laughs> we were like, oh, there's caribou right there. <laughs> like we didn't even That's know it. Cool. <laughs> it was crazy. But we saw it. We saw so many animals. It was crazy. And they have this cool thing that if you're not close to the animal, they have this binocular thing on the bus that zooms in on it. You pop the TV screens down and you're looking right at it. Oh, that's neat. Beautiful, perfect, clear crystal view. So like people that were like on the left side of the bus still got to see what was going on on the right side of the bus because of that. It was really cool. That's cool. Um, and the bus was actually, so it was a school bus because they can't take in the bigger buses. They won't allow them to take in a bus bigger than a school bus. So they gutted the whole inside of the school bus and the inside of the school bus is actually the same kind of seats as you would sit in like a motor coach and it had overhead compartments to put your stuff, but it was an actual school bus. Hmm. So it was, it was really, it was interesting. It was crazy. So we took this ride all the way up to the top um, of the, all the way, like into the tundra. And we went about, I guess, three and a half hours in and then three and a half hours back. And then you had all the stops in between. So, um, and then you had different stops where we were able to like take pictures and beautiful, beautiful scenery. I mean, like I just kept looking, it looked like paintings. Over and over and like everywhere you looked was the landscape was just the most spectacular thing you've ever seen. And you would see like glaciers and the mountains, the, the colors, and it was beautiful. Like if you are into nature, 100% you need to go to Alaska. And you were thinking was, the whole time, man, I wish Mouse Chat was with me. I, you know, I did. I was wishing for puns, no puns. See, see, I sent one just at the right time. Did I was really missing it? I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> um, so, but yeah, so then, then we went back, we had dinner that night, relaxed. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Tundra was the best money we spent on, on anything extra we did on this cruise. So, and then the next day we got up early morning again, or no, was it early morning? Might not have been early morning. I'm trying to remember now. Yeah, I guess. I think we left it like, I think it was like 10-ish. <clears throat> we left the Denali Lodge and we went up to, because um, we did two nights there. Then we went to Mount McKinley um, Wilderness Lodge. So Mount McKinley Wilderness Lodge is the closest you'll get to Mount McKinley. So everywhere else we went, everybody would say, oh, she's not peeking out today. There's some kind of a weather thing that goes on over Mount McKinley, Denali, whatever. Um, it's called Denali now. There's some weather formation that the mountain is hidden majority of the time. And this was the coolest part about Mount McKinley Lodge because we go up there and there is just spectacular viewing areas at this hotel of the mountain. And there, everybody's like, oh, she may not peek out the whole time you're here. We were only there for one night. We pull up in the bus and the mountain's peeking out. We saw the, the top of the mountain. It was still had some cloud coverage, but we actually had a view of it. And everybody was like, oh, you're among the 30%. Only 30% of the people that go there actually get to see the mountain. Well, that's really cool. So we were like, wow, we actually got to see a piece of it. Like it wasn't a clear defined view, but you saw, you could see it. You could tell where it was and you can see like there were still some clouds, but you could actually see it. Um, and it's all white. So it kind of blends. And then we got up the next morning and I'll, I'll go back to what we did that day, but we got up, we got there around noon. We, uh, we had lunch and we went to this little town called Talkeetna, which is about an hour away. Um, I wouldn't go there just to go there. I would set up an excursion if I ever went back and do an excursion, hang out in the town and then come back. It's an hour. It's a long drive. I, I kind of wish we didn't do that. That was the only thing I kind of regretted. Um, but I would do, I think it's cute to see if you're doing a tour and that's where all their tours go out of. So, um, but anyway, so the next day we get up and we weren't leaving McKinley until later in the day. So it was, it was like, I think it was like a two o'clock departure from there to Anchorage. So we're like just hanging out all of a sudden the entire mountain appears. It was spectacular Whoa. and it wasn't hidden by clouds. It was there. I was like, Oh my God, we only saw a piece of it yesterday. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was spectacular. Wait. Um, and I'll give you a picture of that too, to post Steve. Cause I got a great picture of that. Um, it was amazing. Sounds like you took a tundra pictures. Tundra, definitely a tundra. Oh, God. <laughs> but there's not a lot to do at Mount McKinley uh, Princess Wilderness. So I think there's a reason why there's only one night there. You're there to have a shot at seeing the mountain. I, I literally believe that, that that's why you're there. Um, I do have to say, 
as much as I think Princess is amazing, and again, we arrived there, we're handed our packet with our room keys, and all of our rooms were one, two, three in a row. Um, luggage was in the room, no issues, smooth, everything was perfect. The food and the service in the restaurants were terrible, consistently. On the ship? No, at McKinley Lodge. Oh, oh, okay. Only. Everywhere else we went, everything was impeccable. But Mount McKinley Princess Wilderness Lodge was horrible, horrible service. How long were you there at that lodge? One Just, day. We okay. had lunch, horrible service, horrible food. We had dinner, horrible service, horrible food. <laughs> we had breakfast, decent service, decent food at breakfast. Mm. Everything else was terrible. Like bad, like really bad service. Um. So, but that would be my only complaint. And I would go back because it was such great views of the mountain and you're not getting them anywhere else. Okay. Hello. I invited you. <laughs> Let's go back. Um, so then we had the morning there and then we went to Anchorage. We left around two and it was, I think it was a three hour bus ride. And we got to Anchorage just in time for dinner. We stayed at the Captain Cook Hotel, which was right in downtown Anchorage, right in the, kind of the heart of the city, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so we freshened up. We actually ate dinner there. It was just easier. We were all tired. Um, <clears throat> got up the next day and we had the whole day in Anchorage the next day. So we checked our bags out. Um at 12 o'clock was checkout. So we checked our bags out and then um, we went and we walked around because we had until I think five, we had like five hours. So we went and we kind of walked around town. I wish I would have booked an excursion here, like just like a quick two hour or something. Um, but we were all tired at that point to even try to find something last minute. We just kind of hung out. We walked around the city. We went and we actually found like where they were fishing for salmon and watched that for a little while. Um, we walked the entire city um, and just kind of took all, all the sites in there. And then we had lunch, had like a later lunch and then headed back to the hotel and went to the airport. Um, but again, everything, every movement, everything Princess did was seamless. Perfect. I could not say enough. Easy, perfect. No guesswork. So it's nice. So you do the cruise, because I didn't even understand this until so you were talking about it. So you do the cruise and then you get, you pack your stuff and then they pick it up in the room and then yep. you, so it's not like you're doing excursion, excursion, excursion. They're like taking you deep into you're Alaska. going into the heart of Alaska. And they, yeah, the only thing we didn't do, we didn't go as far up as Fairbanks. Um, if I could do it again, I would do Fairbanks and I would do, which is what I wanted to do, but date wise, it, it didn't work out for us. So we had to do northbound instead of southbound. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> if I were to do it again, I would recommend, and, and I knew this going in, I would recommend um, land and then sea. I was just going to ask you that. Oh, okay. So, 100%. And, and I knew mm. that. I knew it going in. I knew it wasn't going to be what I wanted, but I wanted to do this trip. And with the girls going to college and with 
one of the other girls that were coming with us had something going on the first two weeks of July. Like we were really limited when we could go and I wanted that ship. Okay. So you start either at land and then go to the ship or on the ship and go to land. It's not like you come back to the ship and the ship takes you back to where you started. So you end like in, in wherever you are on the land portion. Right. Like we would have fly from there. Right. We could have flown into Air, uh, Anchorage and done the land portion and then been taken to Whittier. And that, like, then we would have taken the train to Whittier. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the cruise, which, in my opinion, is the better way to go because it's more relaxing. Mm-hmm. You're doing the, you're doing the hard portion, the land portion where you're moving a lot more yeah, in the first. beginning. And then you get on the ship and you have two days at sea with glacier cruising. Yeah. And we do that. If, if people do Disney world and a cruise, we always like to do land Di- first. Yeah. Disney world yeah. first and then the yep. cruise and then everything's included and you're not feeling like you're paying yep. for everything and it's more relaxing on the cruise and it's a good way to end it. So, yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, if I did it again, I would, I would make sure it was done so I could reverse it. But like I said, we were, we were limited to a, a two week period of time we could do it. And I had a specific ship I wanted. So it limited us to, I had to pick and choose what I wanted, yeah. you know? So, but I mean, hands down trip of a lifetime. Um, one of the most memorable trips. I mean, even my girls, you know, they're teenagers. They loved it. And but my kids are into scenery and taking pictures and the animals and you know so if you have kids that are like that they're going to enjoy it it was fantastic it was fabulous would you put any kind of age restraints on it i have to be honest my niece and nephew were supposed to come with us who are 10 and 8 and i think they would have done fine on the cruise because they would have been in the kids club i think they would have had a little struggle there um but I think the long train rides and the long, the two long tours we did, they would have struggled. Hmm. And you have to think about it too. You're spending, you know, for this type of cruise for a family of four, it cost me $12,000. So you want to do this tour and, and you want to do it right and you want your kids to remember it. Yeah. This isn't really one of those redo situations. Right. This is a once in a lifetime tour. This is not something, you know, we got lucky because my parents took us when we were 20, <laughs> Rich and I. And you don't um, want your memories to be of their misery. <clears throat> right. So you want to make sure. And and you know what? If you do want to do this trip with young kids, I would pick the bigger ship. I would pick the Norwegian Joy that's got, you know all the bells and whistles. So the kids on the cruise are going to be loving life. Yeah. And, and actually we're going to be doing that next summer. So we'll be able to report back on Norwegian joy. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, it was definitely an older crowd. um, And the cruise definitely caters to the older crowd, you know, but we, we enjoy sitting in the lounge, listening to music and just hanging out. And we would, you know, like we would go, we would, we're on the dance floor, dance to the seventies and eighties music, you know, like 
it, it, a cruise is what you make of it. So if you mm-hmm. go into it thinking they need to entertain you and you don't need to find stuff that can entertain you, those are the two differences in my opinion. You know, you go on those big ships and those big ships are going to entertain you. The smaller ships, you kind of have to find a way to entertain yourself almost. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're two different experiences. But what a trip, though. Anybody that's got it on their bucket list, start saving and do it. Sounds like a blast. But we planned it for two years. I booked this trip two Decembers ago. Wow. The day that's really- a lot of planning. Yep. So, and I didn't really plan the tours and stuff until a year out. Like I started looking at tours like a year out. But, you know, but I started paying on it two years ago. Which and was that's wild. the great thing about a cruise is you have, you have such a great lead time in yep. order to make payments. Which is why I was able to swing it. Because if I tried to do this and, and go in like three months, there's no way I could afford it. You know, but I, I mapped it out and I made payments on it. And it didn't hurt. So that's the way to do a bucket list. You know, if you want to, if you want to do something like that, advance booking and make payments on it. Yeah. And that's a great trip because your kids went to college. It's like the, they're, they're going away. Send off. Yes. Well, and that was it. That was part of their graduation gift. Nice. So, you know, and they, their friend's parents gave their daughter the trip for her graduation gift too. And she had no idea she was coming with us until graduation day, which was what, June 23rd. Oh my gosh. Left on July 19th. So she found out one month before that Mm. she was going to Alaska (laughs) and they surprised her. Like they, they had planned it and they had paid it off the whole time with us. So she was always coming with us for two years. Um, but that was their gift to her. They were sending her to Alaska with us. So, cause she asked them if she could come with us and they were like, absolutely not. And then they called me and they were like, <laughs> yeah, she can come with you. Just don't tell her. Oh, <laughs> tricky. Wow. I'm like, Oh great. I got to keep a secret for two years. I'm not really good at that. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> wow. So, but do you think that four days on land was enough? Was it four? It was four nights. Yeah, okay. I was ready. Honestly, um, I would do it. I would do Fairbanks though next time. So I would do the five or six nighter next time. Okay. But I would do land first. But I think I think all the moving at the end was why I was done. Mm. You know what I mean? Had you You're reversed packed, it, maybe think differently. Moving. Yeah, because as seamless as they make it, and they really do make it so easy, mm-hmm. it's tiring. You know, it's, it's a lot of moving. It's, you know, and here's the other thing everybody should know. If it's beautiful out and it's warm out, there is no air conditioning in Alaska mm-hmm. until you get to Anchorage. Well, that's, so that's, it's funny, but it's makes sense because they don't really need it. No, they don't. I remember being in um, a transfer in Jamaica and I said, have you ever used that heat setting? And he's like, no man. <laughs> <laughs> so in Alaska, they're not going to have AC. It makes sense. Yep. So, I mean, there were fans, there's ceiling fans in every room. 
for Princess there were, and there was um, also like a, a oscillating fan um, that you could plug in, which we did the one night because the one night was hot. So, but we dressed very like, um, except for Vancouver, I never wore shorts. My husband did, but my husband, you know, it can be 35 and he thinks it's hot out. So you can't go by him. He has no, no thermometer, <laughs> um, but like I wore Capri jeans most days with a short sleeve shirt. And then I would wear like, um, a sweater over it <clears throat> or a sweatshirt over it. And then usually in the morning I would need the sweatshirt. And then by the afternoon I would it. And then by the evening I would again. And some days I needed the sweatshirt the whole day, but for the most part, and I had the, um, we bought on Amazon the little puff, the puffer jacket. It's um, it's got the feathers in it, and it's it rolls into a tiny little ball, so it fits in your backpack. It's it's so lightweight and so packable, um, and it didn't make you sweat. It wasn't heavy. Had a hood, so if it was rainy, you could just put the hood up. Um, probably one of the best purchases we made. Like you read all the pages, and everybody says, "Oh, you need rain boots. You need this." I took an umbrella with me. I never used my umbrella. That doesn't mean it doesn't rain a lot in Alaska. It does. We had no rain though. Um, we had those couple hours of mist in the morning in Skagway and that was all the rain except for that and Whittier transferring to the train. And it only rained for an hour on the rail. So we really didn't experience rain hardly at all. And I know that's not normal. Um, but... You know, we took a lot of extra stuff with us thinking we were going to deal with more rain than we did. So. <clears throat> I'm still going to bring it all. <laughs> and, I, and I have to be honest with you, I would bring it all again. Yeah, you kind of have to. You just don't know. And, and honestly, like we would look at the predicted weather for the next day at our next port. And it was never, and I mean never, what it was when, when we would get into port and see what the weather was, it was always completely different than what the, the weather app said it was going to be. It was interesting. Oh, and here's another funny thing. So Rich sent from the Yukon, we were at that little to this little town up in the Yukon territory. And one of the teachers at his school has um, this huge bulletin board with a map of the world and she asks all of her students to send a postcard when they go someplace different and unique to her so she can put it up on the bulletin board and marks where people she knows has been. So when we did Mount Rushmore last year, Rich sent a postcard to her from Mount Rushmore. And then um, this year, when we got up into the Yukon, there was this teeny tiny little like one horse town post office. So he went over to the little gift shop, bought a postcard, wrote it out real quick to her, went into the Yukon, mailed it. It came today. He mailed it three weeks ago. Oh my gosh. That's three so funny. weeks ago. Wow. It came in today. L mail service is just a little <laughs> slow out of the Yukon. Oh, how crazy is that? Ugh. I was cracking up. I'm like. You don't have to send flowers to anybody up there. <laughs> They'd be dead by the time. I know. Yeah, See, there's an advantage. Say, better, better make sure they're uh, artificial. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. 
Very cool. Yep. So yeah, go I'm to excited. Alaska. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I that that's going to wrap up the show this is all we're going to hit today no there's a lot to cover so uh that's all we're going to do on this show i'd like to thank pixie vacations for sponsoring the podcast if you enjoy listening to the shows ask suri she'll find more for you if you have comments or questions for us uh you can write to us at comments at mousechat.net thanks so much for listening and please join us again next time on mousechat